Yeah, we uh, we had some new challenges this week. I told we have some new friends here in the studio, and I told them there's always something new. Uh, I fixed last month's issues, and now we had something with the automation that sort of freaked out in mm-hmm. here uh, right before we went on the air. So sorry if you heard a little talk over the uh, the dance show before now, but it's uh, it's good to have you back here, Adam. Any big news on the last month? It's been real quiet in Nashville the last week or two. <laughs> really, nothing to talk about here. Yeah, and well, you know, I think we're going to talk a little bit about about all the nothing that's happened in the last like few days. Yeah, all all of that. We're going to have a little bit of discussion over that. Okay. Um, well, I got a message to turn down the mic, so we will uh, take care of that. We must be a little bit hot. The board doesn't show us as hot, but uh, they're showing we're a little bit that way. So um, our. Uh, Monitor out there, keep us posted because we're not getting on the uh, the scales here. We're not getting the feedback we're supposed to get. So um, we know we know we're out there. At least they're listening to us. After all of that, let me introduce my friends here. We have two two of my very bestest friends, um, fairly recent new friends, but hopefully long term friends. And that's my friends Don and Ben. And I want to welcome you. To the two spies report, warts and all. So if you want to say hi, say hi or not, either way. It's good to be here. All right. Thank you. Now that gives us actual proof. If anybody doesn't believe that I have any friends, that voice imprint, I'll be used as evidence in court that we do have a friend here. So yeah, it's been sort of a, you know, we leave this place for a month and everything falls apart in Nashville. You know? Well, maybe you'll have to do it more. Do you want me to jump right in since we uh, had a little bit of craziness on the music end to uh, yeah jump right into the yeah well let's jump right, right into your story. Okay, here. I want to talk about something on my good old boy end of the town of uh, in Nashville, and that is uh, something that happened in the last few weeks 
in the Hendersonville Library, up there where Mrs. Bennett and I live, that I consider scandalous. And there are real victims of this. And so that's why I think it doesn't need to be forgotten and swept under the rugs. And, and it concerns something called, and please, all three of you gentlemen, pipe in if you'd like to give your two cents on this. Uh, your mics are all up, best I, I am being told right now, even though our levels aren't necessarily reflecting it, but I'm being told we can hear. Um, this was something called the Freedom Island Tour, part of something called Brave Books. And I don't know if you all heard of Brave Books. Uh, you know, if they're brave, I guess it has to be something provocative for them to print it. Uh, I printed something about um, some upcoming tours they were going to do. And they said, join the movement. The Freedom Island Tour, Brave Books, and Kirk Cameron, who some of you all might know. I'm seeing some grimaces. So, so, uh, so is, brave Brook, is Brave Books... The publisher. The publisher, okay. Yeah, and they got Kirk Cameron as their... Right. Uh, so I'm assuming that this is a Christian-based organization. Well, you, you just listen forward and okay. then you can make a determination. Okay, okay. okay. Um, they've teamed up to win back Story Hour. And you can guess who they're winning back the Story Hour from. Uh, <laughs> in Stand Up for Truth and Biblical Values. We are here to support and help you be brave in all capital letters. And they show on their website at the time the upcoming plans of how they can be brave and how you to win back story hour. Okay. And the libraries that they plan to go to with their products included February 25th at Nashville and the Hendersonville Public Library. And since then, they were just at Fayetteville, Arkansas. And they've got Washington, D.C., New York City, Scottsdale, San Francisco, Seattle, and a whole list of places. And these are not the ones that they have been rejected. Those, these are the ones that they still are hoping they're going to do whatever their brave books are with Kirk Cameron. Now, this is all about fighting fake news. Okay, that's part of why they do these right. books. Um, who would you think of? is a public figure that would be the best selection to bring on board to Brave Books to help fight fake news. Well, maybe... Any clues? Maybe Donald Trump. Well, that you're, you're warm. Or uh, Anybody else in the room? Anybody who's a real anti-fake news champion? If they had to pick somebody... But you know, they might not be able to get him, so they're going to have to well, probably get somebody else. Speaking of our, of our former president, or current president, according to who you are, uh, Donald J. Trump recently said... Um, my friend Sean Spicer and I know all about fake news. Do y'all remember Sean Spicer? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Yeah, Mr. Uh, the largest crowd for inauguration in the history of inaugurations. He says, we know all about fake news. His new children's book called The Parents Go Bananas warns of the dangers and consequences of fake news, all caps. So important for kids and parents. Many Washington journalists should read it as well. Get your copy here. So he is one of the other two main faces to support fighting fake news is Sean Spicer. So Somebody's got to do it. May, maybe he will. That's what he'll be known in the history books for is his, his fight. So, so you know, you're, you're brave when you're planning to be in a confrontation. And that's what they were looking for with this whole process. Um, it was a, it basically a holy war that's getting started. Now... The British mag, uh, newspaper, the Daily Mail, very prominent uh, newspaper, had a, had a report back in 
where's my date on here I had this oh December 2022 so this is a few months before this where this was just getting rolling and they report over in the UK that Kirk Cameron declares he's won as two public libraries that denied him story hours to promote children's Christian books reverse course so that by that time, the battle between the libraries and Brave Books has started. Actor Kirk Cameron, they say, is now scheduled to do story hours for his new book at two public libraries in Indianapolis and Scarsdale, New York. They say that uh, Cameron uh, is the author of a new book called As You Grow and told Fox News Digital that this particular library caved in after he threatened to assert his rights in court. So, I guess evidently to be able to be brave and to read a book to children in a library, you've got to threaten people in court to do it. You know, one thing this does tell you is that these people have deep pockets. Sure. You don't threaten people with court to drag them in to win and right. drain them on that, to yeah. drain cities out, unless you've got deep pockets to make cities blush in their library. It says that two public libraries in Indianapolis and Scarsdale both of which have offered drag queen story hours, have now scheduled Cameron for the end of the month. But he had to force them to do that. Yeah, under, through, threat, of through, under threat of legal action. Okay. Right. right. Now, his new book, As You Grow, has been rejected for story hours at a number of public libraries across the country, many of which, which feature LGBTQ-centric events and legal wor- workshops. So... You know, those particular things were how to expand rights for people. And as we'll find out, his particular work is to try to remove rights from other people. So that's a little bit of different in the two parties in question here. He said that uh, he told Fox News Digital the weekend that the libraries changed their decision to allow his voice to be heard. Uh, he said that we'd all be better off if we listened to each other's perspectives. Now, I don't know if you all follow Kirk Cameron. Have you seen a lot about him listening to the perspectives of people well, on, he, on other sides of this issue? Probably not. Is that what it's about, is to have a respectful, mutual discussion? Safe to, say, safe to say there's not much discourse there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He did try to save Christmas, though, so you got to give him that. Yeah, he did say because there is a war on Christmas. What I you know. Right. He made a whole movie about saving Christmas. And once we finally win that, then we can worry about refugees and, and poverty and things like that. we got to get that Christmas war. He says he hopes that the children in Indianapolis and Scarsdale can learn something about biblical wisdom and the fruits of the Spirit. So that's what he's trying to do at this uh, public library of people of all different religions and persuasions is to teach them these things. I guess the churches are not a good venue for giving that message, so they found a way to do that. He says, I hope this victory acts as a source of courage for Christians and conservatives. I'm shocked that those would be pointed out. Across the country to be brave and not back down and make sure we're the salt of the earth and light of the darkness. Now, this seems to be a stunt, is what it kind of smacks well, of. Is this when Jesus talked about being the salt of the earth? Is that what he thought about, like going out and doing these confrontations under threat of litigation? Is that y'all? What do y'all think about <laughs> yes, that? Yes, he had a team. You, he had a whole team of lawyers. Was what Jesus said was <laughs> how Christians show that they're the salt of the earth and light of the darkness. So you know, I'm just asking. He'd have to be salt already to be able to spread his salt to people. Um, 
He said, now he's supposed to be at the Indianapolis Public Library on December 29th. Um, Fox News Digital reported that 50 public libraries rejected Cameron's request for a story hour or did not respond to his publisher's inquiry. So the, the whole purpose of this was that this message for, you know, particularly the Christian worldview was meant for local taxpaying citizens to underwrite. And he originally asked them to sponsor it. Now, Brave Burks responded that Cameron's new book contributes to a diverse array of ideas and beliefs. The library representative replied, well, we are focusing on racial equity. So I guess that's not one of the diverse beliefs that Brave Books is promoting. I don't know, would you would you expect something to be a very diverse set of beliefs would come out of these products? Uh, probably not. Probably not. No. Uh, Cameron and Book, Brave Books pushed back against the libraries, saying that, in, derogatorily, that they hosted and pro openly promote, believe this, these openly promoted events that solely favor diversity, equity, and inclusion. I mean, how shameful. I mean, where have they come that they're promoting? And, and that's what he's saying here. Can you believe they recently, openly promoted events that solely favor diversity, equity, and inclusion? But it's only for the few groups that woke these woke libraries cater to. So we understand by his statements there that he must be in opposition to those principles if he finds those principles scandalous. It says uh, the Scarsdale Public Library director claims the author was never denied a room for story hour, even though they're already in December putting out a, pro a persecution complex story to the public. He said it's incorrect to state that the library has changed its position. Hmm. You know, they're just saying that they, they basically own the libs and won this. Well, they're saying, we don't know what you're talking about. The publisher and Mr. Cameron were never denied the opportunity to book a room. Rather, they never previously requested to book the meeting's library room. She said the library first received an inquiry on December 13th and an application on December 16th from the publisher to book the meeting room for the 30th. Now, you know, this is just a few days after those deadlines that even the story was written and did not receive a message about this being scheduled in response. And, and the message sent to the library said, we'd love to schedule a story hour for Mr. Cameron's book where we read as you grow and speak to families about following the wisdom of the Bible as well as discussing the harmful effects of woke ideologies, particularly CRT, which would be... Critical race theory. Critical race theory and the transgender agenda. So it's never just about being transgender. There's an agenda... Agenda, I would assume, means like they're somehow coming to get the rest of us. Is that, if you have sort of like the communist agenda or Sharia law agenda, it's the agenda to do something to us. So, I'm, so, so really what they're saying here is that we're not just covering values that we treasure. We want to try to put a stop to other values that have been expressed in these public, open citizen, secular forums, as I understand it. It, and they complain on Fox News that neither library, this is a public library, has offered any assistance as far as promoting the book reading, sponsoring it, or simply asking more information about it to be able to better serve those. 
So they weren't doing their job of being the promotional arm of better books. And again, they they're they reiterated again. They're mad that they these events before solely favored diversity, equity, and inclusion. They said that they will continue to push the book in public libraries across the country, which, as we know, they did. They continue several months back. Cameron spoke out against the U.S. public school system, which he said had been taken over by radical progressive who wished to impart lessons about critical race theory and gender ideology to young children. And he has a large forum already. These, these little reading rooms for children was designed for a, a local citizen. Someone, a local citizen, maybe a grandparent or somebody, teacher that wants to come read. Maybe it could even be a mayor or somebody. Sure, it is. Yeah, it's a local resource. We're talking about a major media figure here that has deep pockets and a platform that covers hundreds and hundreds of videos. So he's only doing this because there was a drag queen story hour at the same place. That's the only reason he's doing it at this library. Are you trying to put two and two together here? Yes, I am. Okay. Well, he did say, (laughs) I don't know if this changes your opinion, Cameron did say, it's sad to say that they're doing more for grooming, for sexual chaos, and the progressive left than any educating. I guess that's, this is all the grooming thing that they're doing. And he talked this during the promotion of his film, The Homeschool Awakening. Oh, man. Which is a movement to get out of the civil institutions while he's right. wanting right. the use of a civil institution to promote his product that he has. Uh-huh. So, uh, they mentioned that Brave Books here is a company which produces pro-God, pro-America, and anti-woke values. Okay. So, anyway, that's, um, they show a little picture. It shows Kirk Cameron is on a nationwide marriage tour giving advice to couples. It said in a recent interview that the role of the wife in a relationship is to be submissive to her husband. So... I didn't remember I had so much about this, but the San Lorenzo Public Library in Alameda County, California, uh, also told Brave that they were not interested in the book. The San Lorenzo Public Library made headlines over the summer when its Drag Queen Story Hour was disrupted by five men who were described as members of the far-right Proud Boy organization. I'm seeing that, that story time for children has got a limited life in the days ahead if this is what we're being reduced to. In response to his inability to be booked at more than 50 libraries, Kirk said this is proof that we're getting destroyed in the battle for the hearts and minds of children. In the battlefield that is the uh, children reading room. They are going to continue to push this title, this book, amongst America's roughly 9,000 public libraries. And the start of the raffle has been disappointments. Well, thanks to Hendersonville, we were able to help him with his disappointments. Not saying who else is disappointed. Okay. Um, now, I'm just to be holistic in the citations of the people I cite. I've got Herman, or Humant Meta, who much people I know. He's a well-known atheist writer, uh, but a good source of some information. Uh, he, he sent an article out at the end of the year, 2022, saying Kirk Cameron is still telling lies to boost book sales of his new Christian book. Uh, it says here that uh, he's spreading lies in his latest attempt at relevance taking place in the Indianapolis Public Library. 
he said that that libraries were censoring him despite having you know drag queens and such cameron's publisher brave books told fox that they had reached out to 50 public libraries and they all said no but basically he's saying that he's tried to posture himself ahead of time as being a victim in all this which is what this is all about in, in fact, I yeah. guess I'll get to the punchline even in Hendersonville. The only way these events are a success for them is if somehow they show that they received resistance. If there had been no resistance, you would hear very, very little about it. Right. And would not be there. Because you have to understand what the agenda and having all these... Right, they're trying to make it a media event. Right. They're trying right, to get right. attention. Right, and there's... Yeah. They offered him the ability to rent out the place to use it. And Mr. Mr. Maida said that he didn't think the camera would do that because there's no victimhood in renting out space. He says it's much easier to claim you've been rejected. But he said on Thursday, however, his team went ahead and rented space at the Indianapolis Public Library and hosted the event. Brought in plenty of people, which was a surprise because you're looking for Fox-loving Christians. And Indianapolis has plenty of uh, options. And in a text from Brave Books at the event, he says, wow, an incredible turnout. Thank you to everyone who gave up their morning to join us in Indianapolis because Fox and all these other outlets are all promoting this. So it's not just Brave Books. It's not just Kirk Cameron. Uh, everybody on that end is trying to get as many people to show up as possible for something that was supposed to be a handful of kids and one person in a small room that they have done for forever. It says on Fox... Uh, an article on Fox's website said this was the biggest crowd the library had seen in 137 years. And Cameron's publisher, Brave Books, put the number at over 2,500. 137 years? Yeah. Now, I, to which I would assert that John Spicer probably is a pretty good fit for this organization. You know, he might have the right stuff for the, the kind of claims they make. Okay, yeah, and Brave Books added further, he says, they said, this is a message to every library in the U.S. In 137 years of the Indianapolis Public Library's history, never once have they had over 2,500 people show up to a single event until today. And Cameron added on Facebook that this beautiful library has a large auditorium that seats over 2,000 people, but leadership never offered it to us or ever even told us about it. And he further added that over a thousand moms, dads, and kids were waiting inside the library, and another thousand waited outside to stay and show support, even though they couldn't come in. Now, the Indianapolis Public Library responded. They said, We are being inaccurately portrayed in news social media after a room rental yesterday. Our estimated door count during the event was around 750, not 2,500. We've had larger events. We turn 150 years old in 2023. And our auditorium, which our guests chose not to rent, holds 300, not 2,000. Now this is so he he could have you know the point is here he could have easily have rented this 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 room but he chose not to and so he could later so he could later say that they did not um, let him, which is the real agenda of this initiative. Yeah. Right. 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 Now, you remember this 2,000, you know, that they're supposed to have in this 2,500. Um, they didn't even get the big auditorium, which was 300 people. Now, remember, Ray Books, they're set up to defend the truth. 
That's what their mission is. The, the, the Facebook post from Cameron was revised to say the auditorium seats more people rather than the most more obvious live over 2,000. But at no point did Cameron apologize or explain himself. And he says, why would he? He sells falsehoods for a living, not humility. So, the, you know, a publicity cycle revolving around a false persecution narrative followed by a second one in which he inflated his own popularity. It's because was, it's because that um, this that, guy that persecution it. narrative that I mean that's a that's a way to get hits. That's a way to get social media clout. That's 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 what it is. That's part of it too. Well, you know, this atheist who doesn't see God obviously can see what's happening in front of his eyes. Yeah, you know, right. And and I wonder, in in what their mission is to be salt and, and light and darkness. Did they get this particular atheist observer any closer? Doubtful. Loving God. That's doubtful. Yeah. Because they wanted to act like fools. One one of the commenters there on their site says it amazes me how these conservative Christians lie as if no one is going to know they're lying. I mean, I get that their followers will believe anything they say, but they put their lives out there as if no one's going to research what they say. And you know, I'm a person of faith. I believe God. Try to follow Him. And this stuff's an embarrassment to me. Yeah. And the people who aren't embarrassed about it, they're an embarrassment to me. Y'all have any other comments before I continue the narrative? Then cries from the peanut gallery. <laughs> you know, I had overcome the problems we had last month, and we had some new ones today, and uh, I'm not even getting uh, feedback in the monitor here, so I'm going to take off my headset. But keep us checked on there. Um, so I don't have music for our music for meditation right now. I, you know, I'll, can I tell it to you? This is like radio or something where you have to describe events you're witnessing. <laughs> it's such a shame. I had, uh, before we had a malfunction on our, our programming site here, a song about social justice by a character that, I'm Don, I'm going to at least, hopefully you remember. Do you remember the phenomena that was Billy Jack? Yes. <clears throat> <laughs> what, pull that what, what mic down. Pull, pull that mic down. Let me pull what you out the there. movies? the name of the movies there well the first one billy jack did we're, we're giving a little break for the listener here the first one was a, a movie in 67 called born losers that introduced the motorcycle riding half indian half american oh, former right. green beret from vietnam who was trying to protect some girls who were being uh, abused by right. some probably some hippie guys or something like that he ends up getting shot as he's riding away on his motorcycle and just keeps on going. But he he really lived in the main movie about him, which was just called Billy Jack in okay. 1971. Right. Billy Jack, the movie, and Tom Laughlin, who played him, him and his wife wrote this. She was the head of an Indian school right. out there. And they wrote, directed it, produced it. They got money from some major studios who didn't like what they were doing with it, and so they tried to stop it. So they ended up having to promote it themselves. And what the Laughlins did was the first time in the history of the cinema that they did an opening simultaneously across the country. They opened and all of the things, and you would think, well, gee, doesn't all the studios do that? Back in that day, they didn't do it. Mm -hmm. They would start in a few cities like New York or L.A. or Chicago and then 
even literally take the reels and like drive them to different cities. Well, he did the first blockbuster opening and this thing turned out to be just a massive, massive hit. Right. Um, as of at least 2007, Billy Jack was the largest producing movie of revenue than any independent film ever. That right. Any independent producer film ever, which is why it's so sad that most people don't know about that now. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just that it was a popular movie. He became like what the Marvel superheroes are today. He was, you know, they talk about Green Lantern or whoever now. He was a real life superhero, sort of like oh, Evil Knievel was in the 70s too. But Billy Jack was the real champion of civil justice. Uh, he made another movie called The Trial of, of Billy Jack. He ended up writing it himself, directing it, producing it. He did everything, including the marketing. It was another big, big one. Eventually, he got drugged to Washington as a senator, the character of Billy Jack. But I recommend, if you all just go find and watch Billy Jack or yeah, The I Trial still remember, of Billy I still Jack. remember both movies. Yeah. Yeah, that was back when people still gave a crap. And they watched stuff, and you know they weren't just trying to have escapist entertainment. Young people were highly motivated when they saw Billy Jack, and it was the talk of town. When the next movie was coming out, the they ran commercials during the national news. You know, here comes the trial of Billy Jack, and he had such an iconic figure. He had that flat-brimmed Indian, black Indian hat. I don't know. I was associated with the Comanches, but it might be a Navajo hat. I don't know. But blue jean jacket, blue jean pants. And I always loved it because you'd have some kind of yokels in a town out west beating up an Indian girl at the local school. And you'd see him in the background walk up and he'd sit on the ground and start taking his socks and shoes off. And when you saw it, you knew a whipping was coming. <laughs> and some of his famous lines that I still remember people talking about to this, because there'd be like a whole bunch of these yokels with guns sort of like the people live in my neighborhood and they'd all be surrounding him and he'd walk up and he'd say i'm gonna put my foot up against your your chin and there's absolutely nothing you could do about it and then he would go about doing his martial arts thing and just clear out a huge group of guys you know until the corrupt police showed up or whatever like that but that's back when people cared about injustice you don't hear much about that more. They're more in entertainment these days. Now, there's still young kids going out in the streets, going out trying to make a difference, but they weren't the iconic characters that were symbolizing the individual like it was with him. So that's what we missed. Maybe uh, the theme song, 110 Soldier. Yeah, I was going to say it spawned a, a popular song. 110 Soldier was a mega, mega right. hit mm -hmm. about this whole thing. And in fact... If you ever hear that song on the radio, you can't help but picture Billy Jack walking up against men with shotguns all faced at him right. on all sides. And, and he always fought for somebody else. He never fought for himself. So back to our narrative here. Um, February 7th, there was a story in the Daily Signal paper. Uh, Kirk Cameron to start a 14-city Christian Story Hour tour. Now, this is getting up closer to where we were in Hendersonville, Tennessee. It says, Kirk Cameron will go on a 15-library story starting in Savannah on Thursday to, quote, take back the hearts and minds of the children in the country. I don't know if they had given permission to have their hearts and minds taken, but they're going to get hauled 
off there to hear this. You know, I guess something I'll say, because I'll forget to say this, is that as you listen to Kirk Cameron talk, either through the narrative I have here or other stuff he puts out, his faith expression is such a juvenile faith expression. Now, there's something noble about having a simplicity of someone who's new in a faith or whatever, the beauty in that, naivete, but it's, it's actually juvenile. And I often thought that he was exploited for many years because he has flitted from one, like, dominionist-type group, and now he got into the Calvinist Reconstructionists and all these different people, all theocracy-based, pulling his chain. But, you know, there's a time when you're old enough that you got to be responsible. You can't just blame other people who are overbearing. And this has become, you know, quite a big business. His, uh, they finally mentioned in here that... Uh, the 14 cities planned for his book on the fruits of the spirit as you grow for children uh, will include Nashville and Houston, Washington, and Seattle. And they add that Christian governors, representatives, senators, and celebrities will join Cameron at these story hours, including Arkansas Republican Sarah uh, Huckabee, Sanders, Duck Dynasty star Missy Robertson, and Representative Dan Crenshaw of Texas. The guy with the eye patch? Yeah. Now, is it to me, is this what you think probably goes on at most of the weekly children's story hours that they have at our local libraries? Is that the normal attendees? It sounds more like a like a like a convention or like a like a road tour, like yeah. what we were talking about with the The leeches are jumping on yeah. the whale, aren't they? I mean they this has all right. seen something, boy, they got their clientele there. It's ready to have a pol uh, political rally. It says country singer Coffee Anderson will sing Mr. Red, White and Blue alongside Cameron. Cameron adds that whoever tells the children the stories earns the ability to control the future. So that's who Cameron wants to do. Is Sounds to like control is a big thing Yeah, with this, with this gentleman. A recurring theme is not not. Well, and that's why when I've seen in the past, as I understood it, he got affiliated with what's called Christian Reconstructionism, which believes in theocracy, that like the Old Testament laws that we have a right to enforce that on people who are not Christians, or even Christians who would be offended by that. Uh, and that is a teaching that was a foundation of the homeschool movement. Rousseff Rushduni was really the father of American homeschooling and went and got it approved in every state that was in their materials show about that God's Mosaic law was intended to be employed, including uh, Rushduni and and his brother-in-law, who's more famous for this, Gary North, that children should be killed if they disobey their parents, that they should be executed. There's also other nations that have that theocracy as their, that is true. As, as their foundation, isn't there? Can you think of any Ooh, off the top of your live, head? Yeah, I don't want to live in those places. You don't want to live in those places? I don't, I don't but they have places. nice headwear and, you know, nice robes. They're very rule-oriented. And uh, I guess there's little dissension and strife. Like reign of there's terror. violence when there's, yeah, when there's, right, you know, when the when the theocratic rules are not obeyed. Lop off laws. Well, yeah, particularly like the Wahhabis in Saudi Arabia because they it's like a whole show. You bring the thief in, you chop the hands off, and, and things like that. Brave Books has partnered with a legal counsel team to sue any library that rejects Cameron's story hour request on the basis that it vi violates the Growing Pain Star's First Amendment rights. They're ready to go. Gosh. So well, all this had been right. pre-scheduled. 
Yeah, what about the establishment of religion clause that's also in that same constitution? Spoil sport. How's how's that going to further Brave Book's agenda? Mm. Mm. The establishment clause. Mm. Come on, what a wet blanket. It says, uh, Cameron did say, uh, it is mystifying when libraries say yes to men performing perverted acts in front of children in fishnet stockings, but say no to love, peace, joy, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't remember hearing about perverted act performance acts during story hour. I, not that I, maybe I don't know all of them, but I'd like to sort of keep in mind his intention to spread love, joy, peace, patience, and how that impacted the library director of the Hendersonville Library and how effective that was. Uh, thousands of parents and grandparents were at the readings far outnumbering protesters. One location is yet to be announced, so the tour can visit cities with the largest outcries for a Christian story hour. They say that the people are saying, we don't want this woke garbage. We want what our country is built on, which is the Bible, faith, family, and love of country. And, oh, by the way, you all gentlemen will be interested in this. April 1st, April Fool's Day, they're scheduled in Franklin, Tennessee. Oh. So now you've got something you can do, and you can learn to be salt and light and darkness right there in Franklin, Tennessee. That's coming. I'm going to skip through some of this. They talk about ideas like critical race theory and socialism destroy faith and liberty. Which is sad because, you know, many of our Christian brothers live in Western European socialist countries and they actually don't want to live under our environment. On the polls, they actually prefer that. It says the fight against wokeness corrupts the medical industry, vaccines, I assume that means, Mm. music, education. It says that they're inspired to see pastor story hours prevailing over drag queen story hours. And where have, the, where have the pastors been all these decades in not doing story hour? It's been they've been around for a long time, preaching about the gospel, wasting their time talking about the Sermon on the Mount or something to people who want you know want that message. And they let the drag queens take over story hours. That's what happens. Right, right. And so now they have to do the heavy lifting. Yeah. To exert right. their right, their their right of God to basically be the control people so are you all still are you all okay with me here keeping this narrative going well, Feel for, uh, keep it going this takes us up to up to uh the threshold of nashville february 22nd this is fox news i wanted to be fair and get their view of things um what they quote here at the top of their article the tides may be finally turning they said uh, kirk cameron is continuing his crusade for America's kids and grandkids from a culture gone woke and broke. And it's going to have it next time at the Hendersonville, Tennessee, just outside Nashville. It's going to be at the Hendersonville Public Library from 10.30 to 1.30 p.m. That's a very long children's book for a three-hour reading. I know some people listen to this show and swear they've had a three-hour sit-down, but yeah, three hours to... (laughs) for a children's book. He said thousands are expected. And of course, Fox is promoting this to promote those people to be there. Um, Very unique of children's story hours. 
Okay, they include that Missy Robertson of Duck Dynasty, as well as women's sport advocate Riley Gaines, who was recently forced to compete against a transgender swimmer, swimmer Leah Thomas. And she is really honked off about that, and so she's coming to complain to anybody she can find. And surfer and author Bethany Hamilton will be joining virtually from Hawaii. Cameron told Fox News, this thing is just growing. It's like this tiny mustard seed that's growing to a big tree. It's a nice biblical reference. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, he says it's really exciting because when the woke mobilizes, celebrities and politicians love to come out and show their support. Now it seems the tides are finally turning. And Cameron adds that ever since he went on to Tucker Carlson um, and called out to parents and grandparents and said, get off the sidelines and get into the arena. Now what's funny is Tucker Carlson is the same guy who was recently caught in the court case mocking his own audience for how dumb they were for believing the Dominion voting machine. So he has total contempt for his audience, but he's trying to give them some good spiritual advice here. He says, you got to create the culture by going on the offense and build the world you want to have for your children and grandchildren. And he says, this is why I've called this the Freedom Island Tour, and I'm leading the charge. That's what uh, Mr. Cameron humbly said. He says that there will be thousands of t- thousands and thousands of parents, grandparents, plus politicians and school teachers and so many others joining us at each stop. So, um, and then uh, the surfer Bethany Hamilton will be speaking out against a new rule allowing transgender women to compete. And she's teaching through her book, uh, Surfing Past Fear, on how to stand up for what's right and overcoming fear of being canceled. So this is a whole lot more than just getting a chance to read a book for kids. It uh, says that before the book readings in the library, Cameron says, this is in Hendersonville, we're going to have a big patriotic prayer event outside the library, and we're going to recite the Pledge of Allegiance and sing the National Anthem. You know, it's like one pastor told me when we had uh, uh, Geert Builders, who was the big anti-Sharia guy around the world, uh, Dutch guy, came and spoke in North Nashville, and he went, they all suddenly did the Pledge of Allegiance, and I remember him telling his wife, well, you better, they got the cameras on us, you better put your hand on your heart and say it. There's something about me that just says that's not a good sign in America. That's, that's what we're looking at. So, this is what was led up to uh, this event. In fact, Brave Book said, he says, Thursday you can have two options, you can either... Come to a story hour with Kirk Cameron and Bray Books or bring your shows to a drag show. The answer is clear. Bring your kids to a drag show? Right. So that's the the only two options really out there for parents. Uh, the da- are you all familiar with the Daily Wire? The Daily Wire, very strong conservative thing. It's very, yeah. very popular. It's Ben right Shapiro's now. thing. In fact, Ben Shapiro's moved yeah. here. The headquarters yeah. now. Right. We're dragging all these people. Now, that thing went down... And this is after the event on February 25th. And I'm going to watch our time here. It says... This is after the Henderson after, Bill event. Yeah. yeah. It, it says, Kirk Cameron reacted to the Daily Wire's report about how he and the others there weren't sure how they were going to be greeted after dealing with some pushback by the Hendersonville Library Director, Alan Morales. He originally approved the uh, Faith Story Hour but when he learned who Cameron was and that he was going to be joined by Robertson Gaines, he wanted to cancel. They said, we had rented the room and got a receipt 
And then they tried to push us off and kind of hide us in a little church down the street. We decided that I am not going to ghost, to be basically be ghosted. Now, that's a very distorted view of what actually happened when they found out, unbeknownst to the Hendersonville Library, that they were planning thousands and thousands of people, of which they had premeditated all along for a little tiny library that's coming in in a reason to accommodate them. So they didn't even get permission from the library to even do this? It Well, they originally got it for just a modest story hour like a normal story hour, like they've always had for forever. So it was incomplete information. Then they found later yeah. it was going to be right. a political rally, all these politicians were coming, that they were using Fox News and everywhere to send out for them to all, like a Woodstock, all descending on this little small library, um... Uh, but then they still tried to accommodate them. They still tried to make it work in spite of it, but it didn't do any good for the library director. They said that Morales and his staff's attempt to turn them away instead created a revival. And the people said there, we don't want this woke and broke ideology coming to our town. So, and again, this is what they felt like they were promoting, uh, Cameron says, because love and kindness and faithfulness and self-control that's the fruit that comes from Judeo-Christian. So that's the root they don't like. They don't like love, kindness, faithfulness, and self-control. And I'm sure you all know so many people who find that so highly offensive, love and kindness. It's, you know, they're rejected by book, not because they don't like the word love. It's also connected to the root of Judeo-Christian worldview. They asked the director of the public library, he said, now his chance to vindicate himself. He said, with all the stuff that's gone back and forth, of which we'll mention, he would not like to comment and that he's going to stay out of it. Well, unfortunately, they didn't let him stay out of it. It says, Hendersonville Library. This is uh, WKRN local radio here, March 14th, a couple weeks afterwards. Hendersonville Library facing threats after allegations in national media. Uh, staff of the Hendersonville Public Library appear to be worried Tuesday's bomb threat was not an isolated incident. Some wonder if their safety is at risk after facing weeks of allegations and conservative media outlets. Again, was this just a Bible uh, or a story hour for little kids? Hendersonville Mayor Jerry, Jamie Clary has drawn a connection between the bomb threat to kill everyone inside to Fox News coverage of the story event. Now, this is one of the only local politicians that even remotely were sympathetic to the Hendersonville Library. The library director himself, Mr. Morales, said, if this continues, someone might get hurt. He wrote that there have been multiple threats to the library since the event and would like an increased police presence at the library. And is calling on the county lawyer to send a cease and desist letter to the event host, who was still promoting the fact that they were violated, even though they had the meeting. They had the meeting. They did everything that they were going to do at the meeting. They told everybody that there was some resistance. And so now people were making bomb threats and death threats to it. They had already told them before the event when they they got pressured by local officials to bring this massive number of people to this tiny library. He said, we're working hard to assure they have the platform to read their books and for citizens to have a comfortable venue to participate. And, and Mayor uh, Clary is working with the Andersonville Police to ensure traffic and logistical issues are addressed. And after the event, Cameron still claimed the Hendersonville Library didn't want them there. So, on social media, people from Middle Tennessee and across the country were calling for members of the library staff to be fired 
because of the claims of disrespect and allegations that the library suppressed Cameron's First Amendment rights. Why did just like set up a stake on the lawn and just you know, you know, burn the, the library director at the stake? Why, burn the why, why not just do that? Yeah. We'll just go put them in the stocks first. And, and again, this uh, uh, Clary, who I just cited, he actually is the only one who said anything kind of Larry. He says, the library step has been vilified unfairly. Fox News, a national outlet with nobody in Hendersonville this past week, they weren't even there, uh, took a comment from the publishing company that was terribly inaccurate. But sadly, it gets worse. And I wish I had more time to cover this. I don't know if we'll cover this again. There is a uh, review of the event by a county commissioner who was there, Tim Jones, of District 23. And he wanted to give the honest facts of what actually occurred. And I don't have time to go through all of them. He's just saying, I'm doing this for the public interest. And uh, I'm going to paraphrase what's here. You can find it on his Facebook page on March 16th, so you can read it for yourself. He basically said he got there well ahead of time because he didn't want to miss this event. I don't think these politicians come to any other story hour but this one. Uh, so they were there in the rain. They went and saw the Brave Books representatives and all them, and they said, anything we can do for you? They were starstruck by these people. They went up to them, anything we can do to help you? We're just so happy you're here. Told them that they were the commissioners and I were available if they needed any assistance. He let me know there'd been some drama and highly unprofessional com conduct by members of the staff and director, for which I apologized. So then he shook hands, and he said, I'm the county commissioner to Missy Robertson. And they said, oh, you have a rude library staff. And so he continues on trying to be unbiased. He was able to get an audio of a phone call that had been tapped during the negotiations and used this tapped audio to talk about what was what was done in here and ultimately they got everything they wanted the the meeting rooms that they had available were tiny compared to the size of the crowd and that's why they had suggested a local church which had the capacity for the the group that they had made this a big massive event well that was used against the library as well so they got political pressure from the local politicians to bring it back to the library and so this guy starts interviewing all these people, and there was a couple of the workers that were upset because they were supposed to be in a separate room, this separate room having this event. Well, they come out and using the, the rest of the library, you know, other people are using the library, using it to do commercials and record commercials and promos against transgender people and things like this in the library, which was not part of their agreement. Well, the director told him it was not part of it and the local politicians said you go with it basically and so they overruled the library director and a couple of the people in the back were miffed and i guess they thought they were a little loud moving books around too loud when they were trying to record a commercial right in front of the desk where they handle books so that's what caused all of this stink and the county commissioner shows at the end here um, how unbiased, because he was trying to provide an unbiased, you know, accurate kind of thing. He said, you know, it's a real issue to me that the Alan Morales, the director, was concerned about a gun in his library. Uh, like, why would he be worried about having guns in the library? He, could he not see that they had hired professional security guards? It's an issue to me that when Mayor, uh, County Mayor Isabel expressed support for the event, Alan maintained an attitude of negativity 
through that important day. It says, one of the library director's job is public relations and stewarding a positive image of our community. Discriminating against an author because he didn't want a movement that involves prayer and the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag is not a positive image. This is his unbiased assessment of all parties. You know, speaking against his own local fellow civil servants. He said, Kirk Cameron's event was to provide a wholesome family alternative to the destructive message being spread throughout our country by men in dresses trying to influence children. This could have set our community apart from the immoral cities hosting such events. Now, this was a posting where he was just trying to provide just the facts and be fair-handed. We had an opportunity to be, as the Bible and Ronald Reagan referred to, a city on a hill, <laughs> a beacon for the nation to see why so many have moved here. Instead, we are an embarrassment. Wasn't the city on the hill from... Or was it from the Bible? Well, actually, was it that... was the Puritans. That yeah, I thought, that. I thought that's yeah. that, that John Winthrop. There was a, they were the ones that, that persecuted <laughs> yeah. religious background. Right. Now, I will say there was a Jason Beggett who was like run for public office here and head involved in the city. He said, sort of how I was thinking, he said, I read the entire post. I would have preferred county leadership to stand up for county employees rather than cave into celebrities who clearly come here looking to cause a scene and get media coverage. They succeeded, and county leadership abetted them. I do agree with your assessment that instead we are an embarrassment, although I suspect that we have a different opinion about who the we is and how exactly we embarrassed ourselves. Now, that that was some sort of soul thing. The rest of the stuff is just all the other citizens with their pitchforks ready to go. Well... <laughs> Virtual picks, yeah, pick, they, pitchforks. Cameron and company got their notch on their Bible and moved on to their next cities and their next conquest. Well, in the meantime... But they'll be back a soon. Day a couple of days. Well, to Franklin, yeah. yeah. Oh, i got to wrap this up. Hendersonville Library Director voted out after Kirk Cameron author event. Day later, the county library voted 4-3 to three on Wednesday to terminate Hendersonville Public Library Director Alan Morales. He lost his job because of viral accusations by actor and author Kirk Cameron. They said they were slamming books together. They were kicking cabinets. And his sister, Mr. Morales' sister, spoke up, said, to terminate him so publicly, that was not right. And I know that for sure. Now, he was not allowed to speak at this impromptu meeting that they had uh, that ended when they had their vote. So he couldn't speak, nor anybody who defended him. In Tuesday, a bomb threat was emailed to the library staff. Cleese, his, his sister, said she was hoping Kirk Cameron would come to the meeting, but they did not. I was hoping that they would be held accountable and that would be brought to light, but it wasn't. And Alan did not get an opportunity to speak. He was asked, asked to show up, but was pretty much invisible. So, that's how we solve things. This was long after they had already done their business. Um, I'll just mention in clothing, closing... They did apprehend a guy in Connecticut who, who sent numerous bomb threats to kill everybody in Hendersonville Library. Not because the meeting was stopped or anything. It went through, but just because it, maybe they made some books loud or something like that during a commercial that had nothing to do with the actual event itself. So they are supposed to be bringing him here. 